Probably, uh, what is it, a vapor, a vapor stream behind you? Oh, the humidifier. Yes, yes. I have severe sinus issues going on. So I live in California and Santa Ana winds are really bad this time of year. So <laughs> I, I have a, a lot of allergy issues and that that's really helped me a lot. Um, I have the starry night one, Ooh. the big starry. Yeah, so there's a the yeah. little... <laughs> But I haven't used it for a while, so I, I need to get back on the bandwagon with that one. But So, Cameron, you are a casting produ uh, producer. Yeah, Carmen, but that's Carmen, okay. Sorry. I just, it's been weird all day. Uh, so You're tell, me about <laughs> tell me about yourself. Um, well, I mean, where should we start, Michelle? Because I'm just getting to know you as well. <laughs> well, up to you. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been here in Los Angeles um, for, uh, oh, I think we've just hit the mark at oh, so 13 years, 14, 13 years, 13. Are you from, you're from Los Angeles as well? Yes, I born, well, I have not born and raised in Los Angeles. I was born in Arizona, but I lived out here all my life. So that's a. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, I love Scottsdale, Arizona. One, I haven't never been there officially. So okay, I I was uh, raised in Colorado um, by my mom, so we did a lot of theater. And one of the one of the um, <clears throat> one of the theater uh, programs I was with, we did a tour to Scottsdale, and it was just amazing. It was really exciting. It was, it, I was like very surprised that there was that, it's a really huge um, art community, like city in Arizona. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I never been to Arizona. So I'm hoping to go back and see it. So I've been here all yeah. my life. <laughs> so oh, you've been here all your life. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you could say I'm a native, but. I was born in Arizona, so you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Well, look, I was born in San Francisco. I, I mean, I barely even been there, you know, but my mom used to fly me there a lot when I was a kid too. So, but um, yeah, I mean, to stay in San Francisco and actually have had like enough knowledge of the city and stuff, like I don't, but I've been there once as once or twice as an adult and that's, that's it. And it's only up the road. I mean, a few yeah. hours, you know, what? Yeah. Whatever. So now I live up here in Oxnard, going to be moving to Sacramento in a few months. But uh, basically, what the show is basically about is different causes, different events. And we have different celebrities on the show. So we had Marianne Ross from Happy Days on the show. We've had Don Wells on the, ha on the show. We've had Richard Carr from Home Improvement. We've had my good friend Bobby Collins, he's a comedian. He's been on the show. So we have different celebrities talking about different causes and events that happen, uh, what they want to bring to the awareness show. So we started at Cal State Dominguez and we've been doing it for nine years. And I have a, a team behind me. So they help me out. We, we help each other out. So I've done some research on you and I've heard a little bit about you. And I'm very, very happy to be on here with you today for sure. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So tell me about yourself. What do you do? Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm just, I've been here for, you know, 13 years. I'm a casting director and a co-producer and 
I mean, it's, it's, it's a hustle and I'm very happy with the work that, you know, I've been able to cultivate and a little bit of a different path that I've paved for myself and hopefully, um, opened up for, for other people in the future as well. Um, uh, just a advocate for artists all around performing artists and and for developing you know really interesting um new work and whatever aspects come along you know yeah same like here i mean we advocate for those who have a voice and you know want to make it broader you know you know get their names out there right now we're talking about the pandemic and how people are staying at home with people who have high risk, you know, not going anywhere. So right now doing more advocating for uh, podcasting and trying to get people to get their shots on time and not, you know, because right now in California, we have a, a lot of people with disabilities who are at high risk that cannot get the shots. So we're trying to get the governor to make it our next step our next priority for people with disabilities who have who have high risk uh immune you know what i mean if that makes well sense. actually i i'm i'm not a person with disabilities pwd um but i do have underlying conditions and so i'm definitely at that top of that high category um yeah. and um through through covid i mean i've had to stay home i am working on two projects right now but um yeah, that's, that's a major part of it, you know, getting out. I mean, I do worry about, about that. I mean, it's, what are you going to say? Well, how, are you, how are you doing <laughs> with all this, this pandemic and COVID all, you know, staying at home? You know, I know you like to go out and have fun, but right now we're like sticking at home and that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm not as much of a social person as people actually really think that I am, which is kind of funny. Um, I, I really, I love the work and I love working with artists. And I love digging my, I mean, I love, you know, people say being on set, but um, that that's a rare occasion when you're actually on set because you've had to have <laughs> so many things uh, uh, work out to get to that point. And so pre-production is a major part of my job um but I won't I, I'm I always say to people and maybe it's becoming a cliche for myself to say this but I, I won't bs anybody I won't bullshit so I won't heighten anything that I do or over theatricalize my work uh it, it's a hustle no matter what I'm very happy with the things I've done but um during COVID I have managed to do some really great things that people didn't think I was going to be able to do, but it has not come without a, a lot of uh, a battle, you know, or, um, and, and working really hard to um, get things out there. Um, I'm currently casting projects and then cultivating and developing while learning about new people and making relationships with new people and, on top of that, I have to, I have a team that is looking out for me. So, I mean, I feel, I don't know about you, Michelle, but for me, COVID has been, you know, it's, there are some up and down days and we just got to deal with them as artists, you know, in the yeah. industry. I mean, it this is, is yeah. a great <laughs> outlet, right? <laughs> so 
I, I've always told them, my friends, the next step, you guys might see me on TV. I don't know. I, I, I don't see myself doing acting, but more like podcasting. And mm. it's something I like to do. So um, I started because I wanted to, I got involved because of Ben Scully. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. I mean, I've heard well, the name. One of my favorite radio radio personnel, personalities, um, Dodger Baseball. So huge fan of Dodger baseball. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then I, I, I have friends like Karen Sharp from Coast one hundred three point five, Ted Zingerport. They're, they're all my friends from Coast. So I wanted to get more active and be like the voice for those that don't have a voice. But and I also have a rare syndrome, which I'm gonna get into it in a little bit. So, because how we started this podcast is because I got diagnosed with a rare uh, syndrome called 22Q11. It is like Down syndrome. So you have a tiny piece of a chromosome that's missing and you have 200 symptoms going on, you know, and each symptom is different. And each person who has 22Q or whatever name they want to call it these days, have different symptoms. You have a congenital heart defect, you have teeth issues, you have learning disabilities, schizophrenia. There's so much different symptoms that are involved and we wanted to get the word out about 22Q and make it grow. So that way people know what it is and say, oh, okay. And I did, when I started doing this, I didn't realize there were over 7,000 different rare diseases out there. And so we got more people involved and other people had different rare diseases and that's how the word show came about. So it's different rare diseases and events that happens on the, the word show. So we get at a high risk, we stay at home and we have weak immune systems and we can't really go out. So we're stuck at home being bored out of our <laughs> minds. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so 20, so now I've never heard of this and um, I, I can explain a little bit of what I um, advocate with people with disabilities, um, but you're saying 22, it's called 22Q? Yes. And 11. it's a form of Down syndrome, but, on, but so how do we say this? Like, um, but, It's like Down syndrome, but it's not. So it's a tiny piece of a chromosome. Mm. Gotcha. Because you guys, you have twenty three chromosomes. We only have twenty. Uh, it's like a little tiny piece of twenty two. So I'll send you the information so you can look it up. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's really interesting. And um, I I always walk into every situation completely an open book. Like I'm not going to act like I know something when I don't. But that that is that is something I've never heard of, of, of before at all. You know. It was still very No one's ever new. said anything about this to me ever. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. It's still very new. It's been like 30 years since um, it came out. And the first came out in 1968, but nobody had the name for it. So it's just like, you know, they call it D. George. You call it cardiophile. They call it all kinds of names. So we're trying to stick it to 22Q11. And a lot of people, like you, a lot of people didn't know what it is. And so we're trying to make it known, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that with the, I hope with the uh, artists with PWD that they, 
become more inclusive about this as well and get that the word out. We want to get like a TV show or a talk show about it, but I'm like, I think I'll stick with the podcast so that way people can Google it. And get as more, long you know. as it's not scripted and they're trying to <laughs> infuse drama. So you know how that works out. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, we've started doing this to raise awareness. And uh, speaking of awareness, this month is Rare Disease Month and Congenital Heart Month and Go Red for Women Month. So you have all these different, you know, causes and events that we push on the awareness show. So it's different awareness and it's, it's kind of interesting how it all plays out. Well, I mean, this, yeah, talking about awareness as far as like my work and, and, and arts and entertainment and performing arts, I mean, I have to be careful of what I'm saying here, but I... I was raised and by uh, a single a single mother um, from France. She's an immigrant, and you know, never never was it a conversation between us or any sort of like. Um, I was never raised with the idea that people were different in a negative right. <laughs> way. Like right. never. I mean, people are different, but that no one is. Um, and no one is divided. So there was right. always this, I mean, my father had passed away. So it was just my mom raising me. And she was playing two plus three parents, four parents, whatever. Try raising me, I'm sure it was, you know, <laughs> I'm multiple, I'm like three kids in one. So, but she never taught me any of that. And it's, and I never, even though, I mean, like, I'm, look, I see color. I, I see ethnicity. I see disabilities. So it's not like it's a, uh, you know, it's not like that. Nice. It's just the fact that um, I don't, I mean, it never was a conversation of that anybody is uh, lesser than. It was always more equal to. And my own journey, which I will not talk about because it's not really important, but I had my own difficulties being raised and growing up and um it was a, a lot to break through and I'm lucky to be here today and being able to even discuss any of that um when it came to people with disabilities um in theater especially there there uh, people were everywhere and it wasn't just they were everywhere we were everywhere you know people were everywhere and we were always integrating ourselves with any of it and I, I really noticed a, a huge divide when I came to Hollywood because I will have to give credit to theater and to to my mom and to being bring up that yes I understand there is racism I'm not saying there's not racism or homophobia or you know um, anti-semitism or anything like that that's that's not what it is um I can only speak for myself and for my, how I am. I can't speak for any other group. Um, so uh, dealing with homophobia, I, I definitely accept that hate exists. And my whole point is uh, to fight against it is for me to educate. I would rather bring in a conversation, talk to somebody who is completely against me um, in order to like find some common ground or at least tell my story. I'm really great with that. I don't know why, but um <laughs> But I didn't ever find that in theater that there was uh, a divide. I mean, we right. were always accepting, accepting of so many um, different people, especially Chicago. I mean, their doors are open, you know. Right. Um, 
And I found it when I moved to LA, uh, female directors like were a thing or not a thing. Um, people with disabilities um, going from, there was a point where it was, oh God, it wasn't black, white, mulatto. It was uh, am, am, ambiguous. Is that what it is? Ambiguous. I was like, really (laughs) ambiguous, casting people who are ambiguous, like, can, I'm like, and that's a word that I only really discovered here in Los Angeles. And I was, and so it all seemed a little bit um, backwards and backpedaling everything that I've known in my entire career. Um, Why is it a conversation now that women should be directors? What is ambiguous mean? Um, What what do you want when you're asking for someone to speak more urban? Like this was not anything that was a conversation in my past. And so um, I felt that I was was fighting a lot of these issues with myself, um, not with other people, but with the, the, I had trouble. I had a problem with that, with myself, you know? Right. So now I feel like as, at this point, I'm able to, I hate to say pick and choose, but be a little bit more vocal with my experience of um, setting down some ground rules and what I will and will I, what I will not do, or at least um, asking people to be open to certain um, aspects of the casting and co-producing nature and um, allowing at least the opportunity for people to compete or try or for us to be more open. I just want, I want that to be open. You know, I think people with disabilities don't have to be called out in a role. Um, so I did, um, I have cast a few times and a, a couple times where it's transgender, person with disabilities, name it. I mean, you know, um, uh, over, a woman over the age of 40 without constantly making that like the marker, like, you know, and the value of that, like having to explain it, like go back, you know, there's always like going or casting a, mini- a minority or someone of ethnicity or a, a foreign language without having to go back and explain why they are there. Just like, let's accept the person's there and move on with the character and the story and the dialogue. And I think that's what's important. And instead of checking off boxes, like you're on an Excel spreadsheet, and that's sort of my mission, as well as I mean, getting a lot of Chicago actors work, because I love Chicago. It was always a mission of mine. But I think my mission of mine is um, inclusivity and equality and really giving people a voice, you know, instead of just feeling that they're a puppet. So what um, if, if I were to pursue acting, would you like, I don't know. I was thinking about doing that at one point, but I'm kind of like scared, but not scared, but maybe like a small part <laughs> what you're scared of being an actor it's a scary yeah. journey yeah yeah I've heard your interviews with other people in the past you know they've had a lot of influence you know and yes. in different areas um I guess I could answer your what's the question here what what is it like to pursue a career as an actor yeah okay well that's a very common question and it's an important question because that's what everybody wants to know um listen it's first of all it's in your it is really is that your heart saying that is that your passion are you waking up are you going to bed are you living every single day knowing you can't do anything else except for being an actor and we've heard that before 
with so many people, but it is a really important question to ask yourself, you know? And then the other thing is training and materials. Like, you know, what you're doing right now, podcasting, that's an exercise in performance, you know? Yeah. What I'm doing being with you is an exercise in communication. So being an actor is about communication. And I think it's important to know where you stand on that issue. Can Are you able to communicate and be on this a platform with other people watching you? I think I can. You see, the thing is, I would like to have see something in the future, like having 22Q on Netflix or maybe on Amazon or something like that, you know, and see, see, to get more people out there. Like, the, uh, what was it? That one uh, movie documentary that I saw, uh, Crip Crip. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. What's it called? Uh, Crip Crip. I forgot. I have to send it to you, but it's on Netflix. Yeah, send it to me. And wait, so, something camp you oh wait a minute wait a minute not there was a deaf one on netflix but that's not the one right is it yeah, no crip crip cap c uh c-r-i-p cap but i have to send it to you but it, it something in the law of the line like that but i want to do like a documentary of 22q and how other people are how other people are doing it, different things besides uh, in their normal box. Some of them are dancers, some of them are artists, you know, I want to have that atmosphere and show how what other people can do with their life, you know, because a lot right. of people have eating tubes, they have surgeries, I'm coming up with another surgery myself in, at the end of February, so these people have multiple surgeries, they've had, you know, uh, problems breathing, lack of oxygen that went to the brain and so I just want to make wow. sure people are aware of that you know say hey this is what 22Q is but they live outside of their box they're doing other things like podcasting they're you know acting my friend is an uh, actor she's uh she's going to be an actress and so she has 22Q and so you know what I mean there is this acting, really incredible acting. It's called Performing Arts Studio West. And if people can take a look at that. Um, and like, I, I, I went and did a seminar for them once. I would gladly do it again, um, you know, for free, of course. But so it's a founded in 1998 and um, it's hand on individualized training, career management, um, I'm reading off of their website, but they're so great. Uh, on location support um, for uh, performers with intellectual disabilities working in film, television, and commercials. So they have oh. a, a, a training program um, from, and I don't, so I've heard different variations of this and I'm not a professional, so I'm just being careful of my words, but I've heard spectrum and rainbow. So either <clears throat> on different types of the spectrum or different areas of the rainbow. So whichever one is, is that you gravitate towards in those two. Cause I, I, you know, but um, so they, and they're affiliated arts programs. So they are, I think there's there, one of their locations is uh, South LA. Okay. Um, and I highly recommend for people to just, even if you're not a person with disability to look into this, this, um, this studio performing arts studio West, I, I think for all of us to, you know, um, understand where different, where people are coming from and the different type of organizations that are out there. I think right. that's really important, but I've always, I've placed a lot of, um, importance on this 
the studio in my life, not every day, but when I think about it, because I was there with them and I had to stand up in front of a crowd of people. The whole room was full. It wasn't like a small room, like the whole, and keep everybody's attention. And for me, that was a challenge and also a very successful one. But, but realizing when I was in there, you know, this is not about me at all. As a matter of fact, it became less about me having been there and met these people than ever before. It really touched my heart. And um, because of that, I advocated for people and I got one of those actors hired on one of my projects, which I was wow. very happy about. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really went there not to, I didn't go there as like a, a casting workshop. I went there just to kind of like help people and get people on stage and do some readings and feedback. Um, and it was just a, a really, really, really interesting. And I think that that's, yeah. So I would consider a place like that because I don't know, I'm sure they're, they're so, they're so smart. They have so many different types of services, but um, that might be a good place to look into. Okay. Well, I did bring this up for you. It is called Trip Cap Disability Revolution. It's a 2020 co-produced by Nicole New, okay, I'm going to spell her name, N-E-W-N-H-A-M, Newman Ham, and James L-E. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. So, yes, this is, you check it out, it's on Netflix, and this is, the film had its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival on January 24th. 23 2020 where it won audience award it was released on march 25th 2020 and then it just, yeah yeah so check it out it's pretty cool and it gives you a little information it's on netflix um so it it brings you a lot of uh, it happened during the what was it the six, i think it was 60s or the 70s yes yeah, so the 70s yeah so very good movie to watch. Um, I recommend it for people who you know who don't have a disability. Check it out. So, and uh, like I said, a lot of people here yes. in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, like you said, I at the beginning I had nothing. I didn't know what I wanted to say on the show. My dad would be texting me, say something, say, and I froze and I didn't know what I want to say. Fast forward later, nine years later, I'm still doing it. You know, I broke away from KDHR. That's my home away from home. You know, we were just a little studio back in Cal State Dominguez. And now I'm doing my remote access. I convert um, Zoom into MP3 format that I posted on YouTube. So I'm able to do all that by myself without everybody helping me. So, which is kind of cool. So that's how a podcast came about. So, and then people ask me, well, how do you learn? I go, well, I learned by going Google or I had a boss, Stephen James, who was helping me throughout the whole years, you know, with podcasting. And then when Zoom became the, you know, now future of communications is better than Skype. It's better. You know what I'm saying? It's better all around. So I had- You're, you're already with, ahead of me, Michelle, because it. I only learned about Zoom like a few months ago and- probably you probably know Matt who we're talking about is probably laugh because every time I go on I'm like okay is this working so Michelle you're doing a great job <laughs> you're, yeah. already, you're already fast forward ahead 
so much way past me. When I look at you on Facebook Live with Zoom, I would not, I would not even know how to to do that. I'm laughing because I used to say this about people like who would say, I'm not good at technology. They're only good at casting. I'm like, oh no, I better start beefing up my game here because I'm going to become one of them saying, I'm, I'm good at casting, not great with technology, but I'm still managing somehow, but you're doing great, Michelle. I Thank love you. I love the format and I love how on Zoom, Michelle's got live on Facebook with this podcast. I, you know, you know, that's important though in your position is to know and to be technical, like a podcaster to tech, the technologies and streaming important, which well, goes back I, to saying acting is important to know about technology. I have, I have my right hand man. He's my business partner, Ruben Garcia. You can look him up on Facebook because he's the one that's helping me out with all the Zoom and podcasting. And he's my sound engineer. He fixes computers as well. So uh -huh. he's my, yeah business partner and then I have a graphic designer Maxi Rodriguez who designs all these logos for me and I'll send you the link where you can buy t-shirts and stuff like that so she's a little shy and she just did a horror horror comedy uh graphic design she hasn't shown it to anybody yet not even me so I don't even know what it looks like yet so <laughs> she, she's but you uh, have a team of people working for you I do I do so yes, and Ruben is, you can look him up online. He fixes computers as well, so. I think that's something important to take away though is for people to realize that it's not just a journey by yourself to get up there, you know? And then, well, say one day, I wanna be a star, I wanna be this, I wanna be that. Like, look, you can't, you, as much as people say it's a self-taught, and I do say there's parts of my life that were self-taught, I've always had somebody in my life where I was part of a team. Well, first of all, a, my mother, who is my hero, you know, and, and, but there's always been somebody, an agent, a manager, a recruiter, a, a talent representative, a director, right. an actress, a, a choreographer, a dancer, like there, but there's always been a stunt coordinator. Like there's always been someone who's taught me something about it. And whether it was me as a leader, I'm, I always felt like there are everybody else who's around me is a leader in their own way but I can't do it alone. So as you see, like if you're an aspiring actor, it's not something that you can do by yourself. Even you have a, you just leave, listen to a whole team of people that are surrounding you, you know? Yeah. So they're going to kill me for later because they, they, like I said, some of them are shy. So very, very shy. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's why, but they're there, you know? You're, you're the one who's not, you're, uh, what is it called? Um, you're not being shy for them. They're, they're living vicariously through you. Yes, yes. And so they get their names out there. Like I said, we have fun. And then we, I'm thinking about doing like an 80s show or 90s show when I'm doing uh, recovery from surgery because I won't be able to speak for two to three weeks. So we're, I'm thinking like, okay, so what can I do in the meantime so my listeners can have, you know, that that downtime instead of having guests? Because Matt's got me booked the whole entire month, so before my surgery date, so, which is cool. And so, like I said, with the Santa Ana wins, I had to cancel a couple people here and there because I had problems breathing or, you know. It's I relate to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people with uh, people who have bad sinus issues, they go to the store 
oh, you got COVID. No, we don't have COVID. We just have sinus issues. You know, it is mind-boggling. I don't have it here, but I have my an entire, not a respirator, but it's a, a breathing apparatus that goes in and <laughs> I haven't used it for a bit either. I mean, I'm just trying to stay in the house and Asmund Hiller and yeah, um, I I go in with my spouse uh, with a mask, a shield, and then gloves. And I'm and yeah, I mean, people uh, people are staying um, further away from me than I'm staying away from them. I'm still staying six feet away from people, but you know, it is it is really interesting because all of these things that we're talking about COVID, like in five years, are people going to go back and be like, "What the heck is that?" And like, no, it's going to come back again. There's going to be another form of something else. There's already a variant. You know, these are things that we have to pay attention to. And um, I'm wishing you luck with your surgery. Thank you. A tremendous luck. But the fact that you've moved through COVID, you're here today. You're doing these interviews. You're on Facebook Live. You know, I mean, I'm. I was. I just had a premiere of a film this past weekend. It was in a drive-in movie. It was a drive-in theater. Nice. Um, what was, was the movie fun. about? And it was. It's an alien clown geek sci-fi film. I cast with. Um, Richard Elfman, the director, and Danny Elfman um, from, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, and so an Elfman family film with Bodie Elfman, George went from Cheers, I cast uh, Vern Troyer, uh, Mini-Me from um, Austin Powers, yeah, it's his last Hi. movie before he passed away, uh, Rebecca Forsyth is in it, French Stewart, Steve G, Nick Novicki, and then like a great, and a great surrounding cast ensemble, um, Gilly Messer, Marco Parra, Andre Ng, Victor Chi, just a fabulous, amazing cast. So it's an aliens, sci-fi comedy um, with a star cast. And it, it got to open at a, that I never thought during COVID there would be a film festival at all. Right now we're in Sundance, but it's a, it was a festival in the Valley at a, a drive-in. Um, nice. So that was fun, you know, kind of, and it has like that sort of like 70s take. I don't know when it will be available um, for streaming or um, what else. I know it'll get distribution, but, um, you know, during COVID, we have to figure out ways of being able to do film festivals. I know Sundance, I heard on NPR, has a whole virtual garden that's completely different from anything else, you know, Um, but also when we're out of COVID, are we just going to shift back to where we were two years ago? And I don't know if that's the case. I think that once we're out of COVID, some of these things that we've implemented now are going to be uh, longer lasting. I think so. Yeah. It'll be more awareness, you know, to our health and to people health around. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a yeah, movie I, I don't. Ex- I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a movie coming out in Central Authority that talks about the... Uh, a pandemic. I don't know if you heard about that, but um, I have. It's supposed to be coming out March or April. It's a horror comedy, so I'm looking forward to that. Seeing that, so with Kristen West, um, directed, and she also stars yeah. in it. Um, yes, and I'm very, very excited to see that come out. My my movie, Aliens, Clowns, and Geeks, has nothing to do with the pandemic at all, but I am. I can tell Kristen very scared of that evil eye that's on her film um <laughs> that's the, 
uh, and she's a she's a brilliant a brilliant artist and because people like that too that I mean she knows so much about you know online um, social media and uh, and and also Matt about this stuff I just I think a lot of people what I've heard though and I mean I don't want to take too much more of your time but what I have heard is oh once this is all over it's going to go back to normal and I'm I just there is kind of a part of me that's like, this is the new normal, you know, where there yeah. is a new normal here. We're not just going to like literally shift from all these Zoom meetings and everything to like, literally we're all going to want to see each other in person. There is going to be a transition, but a lot of this is going like get on it now because once right. we're back to normal, there's it, this is going to be the normal. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the Jetsons, you know? Oh, I, okay. Send over a flying car. I, and Rosie, by the way, I, I, yes. the Jetsons, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> there you go. And we're going to leave on this note. Uh, Carmen, where can they find you on base? Uh, what's your social media platform? Where can they reach out to you? So I am on Facebook. Um, and that's probably, I would say, the best. Um, Matt has frequently um, talked about Instagram. My Instagram has nothing to do with like much more of arts. It's just me putting th things up there, but I would say Facebook is a great one. Carmen Aiello, you can look for me there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you can, guys can follow me on iTunes, Spotify, any iHeartRadio, we're all over the place and YouTube. So I will send this to you. I'll edit it out in a few minutes and I'll send it out. And I am following you on um, Pod Podbean. Yes, Podbean. And I'm Which also on podmatic so we're all over <laughs> she's all over the place everybody thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to you i really enjoyed oh, it i'm gonna send you the link so you can look at the t-shirts so thank you so you. much you're welcome and have a good night bye okay thank you bye-bye